Hi everyone, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my newest novel, The Other. It's a possession story that I'm describing as The Exorcist meets The Notebook with a battle between a lifetime of love and an evil from hell. Pre-orders are available now with a link in the show notes. Here's a brief description. Can love triumph over evil from hell itself? Donald Leal is slowly losing himself and Beverly, his wife, is trying to hold on. Diagnosed with Alzheimer's, Don's mind is falling apart. Married for 40 years, Bev will happily shoulder the burden of caring for Don. But it's more than just foggy thoughts and forgotten memories. Something dark lurks behind Don's eyes and drives him to despicable action. It calls itself the other. When it's in control, Don changes into something unrecognizable. A stranger in their house who laughs at trauma and relishes in death. Bev soon realizes her husband isn't just facing dementia. Her husband is possessed. The other delights in pain and misery and feeds off the love between Bev and Don. It surfaces more and more, hurting Bev whenever it can, and she desperately searches for a way to cure her husband. As it pushes Bev closer and closer to the breaking point, she must answer a terrible question. How much will she sacrifice to send the other back to hell? The other comes out November 21st, and I'd love for you to pre-order it. Onto the show. Hey everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I am ready and raring to go, but this incredibly long, weird episode that doesn't make any sense at all. Woo! It's not as bad as I expected, Matt, okay? I'll say that. I mean, that's fair. That's the, probably the best thing. I, the best, the most positive thing I can say is that it is better than I expected, but I also expected the dirt worst. So there's <laughs> that. Indeed. Uh, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. There's a, sh- a link in the show notes right right wherever you're looking at this. Go click on it. Go to go to the go join Patreon. It's the I I used to not like Patreon really much. I kind of thought it was uh, feature poor and not work very well. But after I've watched uh, all social media collapse in front of my eyes, uh, Patreon is probably the best place to reach us. Uh, which way. Or, or email, you know, old school or, email. or old school email. But I hesitate to. So, I mean, you could just email us. I'll, I'll get. I will answer you. It <laughs> might take a week or two, but I will answer you probably. Um, for two dollars a month, you can access to all of our bonus podcasts. Five dollars a month gets you that, and plus much, much more. Go check it out. Please go support us, uh, even for a month. I won't. I'm not. I'm not. I won't be upset if you dip in, pay two dollars, and then dip out. That's perfectly acceptable. Um, it's more money than we'll get from, you know, putting our thing, putting this on YouTube and getting, you know, six cents worth of ad views or whatever. <laughs> six whole cents. Wow, six Robbie, you're being very optimistic. There. I, I know it's probably it probably would take years to get that six cents. Uh, on to this week's episode it is coming to home America. This is the last episode of season twenty. Matt, we've made it to the end of season twenty. Ooh, thank goodness. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. I mean. We we season twenty one will get us into t- t- the two twenty twenty teens, Matt. Okay, 
We're gonna Ooh. we're going into 2010 with season 21. Okay, so I'm actually I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, this is episode LABF12, originally aired May 17th, 2009, written by Brendan Hay. This is the only episode of The Simpsons he ever wrote. Well, uh, I don't want to say good, but yeah. Uh, he he's worked he worked on uh, the, the Daily Show. He worked on a lot of shows, and now I believe he's directing voice stuff for animation, as far as I can tell. Huh. Um, this episode is directed by Stephen Dean Moore, received a 3.4 rating with 5.9 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, it's Facebook, not Assbook. Um, I disagree. <laughs> Bart is correct in this in- instance. Maybe not 2009, it wasn't very clear yet, but I think time has borne out. I mean, we had no idea what the Facebook was going to try and take over the world and end up turning into a VR company that probably will go into the fires of Mortar at this point. <laughs> oh, internet's tiring. Uh, the couch gag is a repeat. It is the Simpsons traveling through iconic sitcoms. They go through the Honeymooners, Dick Van Dyke, Brady Bunch, and Cheers um, before returning to the living room. This is a, re- a repeat from How the Test Was Won. A very, and I'm I almost guarantee they chose this match because it's long. Yeah, it, it filled in because this episode makes no sense just in general. It is it, nearly two minutes before we the episode begins. Good lord! So if you guys can do the math there, the episode is twenty min twenty one ish minutes long before we get to credits. So about nineteen minutes of actual animation and quality and content. Um, but this episode certainly wants to be about big issues and immigration, but it kind of just doesn't ever get there. It doesn't understand how to do what it's doing. I, um, it's not that, and I mean, it could be worse, I guess it's only mildly bad. It could be, it could have been terribly bad. When I heard it's about the Simpsons and Homer building a wall around Springfield, I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. It was not looking good, but it's not, the dirt worst but it is very it's inept which is what i'm we're getting this is what i'm getting used to man i think we're getting to episodes that are very mediocre and very the kind of inept but not as not just dirt terrible this episode begins with crusty and teeny playing chess for some reason for some reason there's a yeah i would go why are we there's a lot of crusty here early on and i don't really know why um i mean i know why but i don't know why in the greater grander sense like why would you start your episode with this but we get crusty playing chess with the monkey then we get crusty speaking to his lawyer Krusty, there you are. We've got business to discuss. First off, we got big problems with your talking home pregnancy tests. Hey, hey, you're pregnant, and it's not mine. <laughs> it's giving 20% false hey, hey's. Oh, okay. Uh, repackage them as coffee stirs and sell them in the Philippines. Genius. Now, another issue. Studies show your Krusty Burger is the unhealthiest fast food item in the world. Worse than a double Krusty Burger? Somehow, yes. Okay, here's what we do. What's that food we never put in any of our meals? Vegetables? Yeah, those guys. Find the cheapest one and make a burger out of it. Then throw it in a green wrapper and double the price. And say it's got none of those, uh, what are those unhealthy he-she-sounding things? Uh, trans fats? That's it. And while you're in there, spray a little nicotine juice on the kids' meals. Get them hooked. (laughs) 
Hmm. So we got a good so nice... much about this hurts, Robbie. It's, okay. So we got a nice, uh, just just really awful transphobic joke in there. Um, I like I was like, it's I'll it's the worst in this. That's the worst thing in this episode. I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I don't know. I don't even. But it's still, we're not. This is not the plot. Make that clear. This is not. No. Not this is not the plot. This is just okay. So we. This is step one. This is inciting incident. Step one. We're gonna get like five steps of inciting incident before we get to a story. So, mm-hmm. Krusty is introducing nature burgers. Bar. You know. Barley burgers, whatever Mother Nature burger is what they. Yeah, are I just want to point called. out barley's not really a vegetable. I don't think is it, Robbie, or it's more of a grain. Uh, yeah, a barley. I'm pretty sure barley is a grain. I, they don't care about. They don't care about any of this. This is nothing. Oh, this not. is not. This is all filler. Literally, this is all filler. Like the, this is not uh-huh. the. Okay, and there's greater problems of this episode than it takes forever to get to the story, but it is a big problem that it takes forever to get to the story. I'd say that's probably uh, probably a good forty percent of the problem with this episode. <laughs> it takes us, I believe, you said in the notes eighteen minutes to get to the actual uh, issue. I well, I have various markers of time. I wrote them down as I was watching that, so that we can we'll we'll check in. Um, so we have a new burger at Krusty. The Simpsons are watching television. They're watching a crab fishing show. They're, they make jokes about um, everyone dying on the, the world's deadliest catch or whatever they, their fun, funny name for it. Oh, yeah. There's a long commercial about people uh, falling in and dying. Is it use my screams in the promo? Yeah, that's that's real great. I, I OK, there I'm, we don't need that. I don't need to have I could easily talk for probably 10 minutes about how stupid those crab fisherman shows are. But instead we're going to jump straight to uh, the, the thing after uh, we, the commercial, a commercial for Krusty's mother nature burger. It's a new world out there. People care about their health for some reason. We know times have changed. And we at Krusty burger want to take advantage of that. Introducing the Mother Nature Burger, made from 100% wheat-fed barley. And now to take a yummy bite. Mmm, ah. tastes like a healthy future. We're going to Krusty Burger. Finally, a hamburger for the Hindus. By the tusks of great Ganesh, now no one can tell I am not American. Look at me, I'm saving the earth. Where's my Nobel Prize? Uh, the yeah, poo bit is probably the second worst thing in the episode. Uh, just having yep, your just having your white actor, voice actor, just make uh, nonsense noises. Uh, and it's I think it's appropriate to poop here's in this. Because uh, I'm going to be directly referencing uh, Much of Poo about nothing. Uh, a couple, what? No couple, way. A couple different times because this plot eventually is just stealing wholesale from much a much better episode. To be to be perfectly frank, um, but everyone really wants these. They they everyone's rushing to Krusty's to get themselves a Mother Nature burger. I don't. I kind of rankle whenever they describe any non meat as a burger because. You're not. That's not a burger you anymore. Have turkey burgers and chicken burgers, Robbie. I have less of a problem when it's still a meat. Okay, I prefer it. Uh, calling a burger 
a burger when it's beef, but I can deal with using chicken or turkey. It's, but when you're grounding up barley and calling it a burger, what are we doing anymore? It's just a sandwich. It can be a sandwich. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with the word sandwich. Uh-huh. Regardless, there's a lot of demand for it, and everyone's eating it. There's a problem, though, Matt. Everyone is getting sick. Everyone's getting food poisoning from this new sandwich. Turns out there's some tainted barley. And we jump straight to, and we have, there's a, a montage of people throwing up. So that's, if you were wanted some of that in your Simpsons, this is the episode for you. Yay us. Thank goodness for that. I, just, I really wanted to watch Homer throw up into a saxophone. That's I really... mean, that's, I mean, Homer, not only Homer uh, throwing up in a saxophone, but Homer taking forever to find a place to throw up and finally decide on the saxophone because the whole family is using every other, uh, to, to, not Re- orifice, recep- but every other receptacle. receptacle. That's what it was. Thank uh, you, Robbie. There's also a bit here with Skinner and Chalmers bonding over being sick together, which I actually, yeah. Um, but then we, we cut to Ken Brockman, who is. Uh, on the on the, the hunt, looking for the source of this tainted barley, and we get an interview with the farmer. This is where our first our first uh, taste, I suppose, of the Ogden Villians. The the which the the I mean Ogdenville has been around for is it first in Marge versus the Monorail? I'm guessing it was. I believe, yes. Ogdenville and North Haverhill both make their premieres there. Yeah, so this is our first time we've actually kind of seen Ogdenville for any length of time. And this is our first taste of what the culture there is like. It's mostly barley farmers, apparently. The food poisoning has been traced to a single ingredient, tainted barley. And where does that barley come from? Our neighbor to the southeast, Ogdenville, the state's barley basket, since it was settled 100 years ago by Norwegian immigrants. I'm here with barley farmer Brendliff Jensen. Brendliff? What happened is a big old rat got caught up in the grinders there, so my wife Dagny took a hose to it, and uh, it's all cleaned out now. So you're guaranteeing it's safe to eat Ogdenville barley once more? Well, where there's barley, there's rats, you know. Now, when will you be starting the interview? That just went out live. Well, then we're screwed. Indeed we are. <laughs> I know, Robbie. I know. It hurts. It hurts I, very badly. Now, I, okay, so this is, this is again, this is where, so we have Krusty having problems with his products. So that's step one, inciting incident. Then we have Krusty deciding to pivot to a Mother Nature burger, step two. Everyone's sick from this Mother Nature burger. Step three. Mm-hmm. Bar- tr- this source of sickness tainted barley step four and because of this interview step five the barley industry shuts down and we get a montage here of like a, i guess it's the referencing like dust bowl kind of footage i'm guessing people you know farmers losing uh basically their crops even though it's i I I will I will refrain that okay I'm gonna I'm gonna not burden you or me from talking about how this does this itself doesn't make any sense like one case of tainted barley would not shut down the whole industry Springfield would not be the only place that 
would be supplied by yeah, this the, barley. Uh huh. Exactly. Okay. So also one rat in a, a bunch of barley probably not going to cause people to get sick. Uh, it's usually some kind of pathogen, uh, like salmonella or, or E. coli, something like that. Uh, there are lots of bugs and rats and mice and all kinds of things in our food system that generally doesn't cause people to get sick. But like we said, we're not going to get bogged down with that because there's so many other terrible things. It honestly, it ultimately doesn't matter that much, but it's still. All of this is barking up the wrong tree. Like, this is the wrong way to do this. And, like, there's a lot of reasons why this doesn't work. Um, We'll take it for granted. All the barley industry shuts down. So Augdevillians as a whole, we see them kind of pack up. They're like they're they're piling stuff into cars and into into trucks and driving away, leaving Ogdenville behind. We see them move into Springfield, and now they are day laborers in Springfield. Uh, and this is the and here is where we start to learn that all, all I, I, I'm pretty sure all of them, Matt, like there's not a single Ogdenvillian we see that is not basically of Nordic heritage, of Norwegian. Well, yeah, heritage. they're all um, Norwegian, yeah, which is a weird choice. Like, are you trying to say? Are you just trying to give them an all? Um, what is it? An all? Uh, it, Mm, sorry, I'm trying to say this in the best way. A common ethnic heritage, so it makes it easier to identify them, so that there can yes. be more uh, discriminated against. I guess. I there. This is here. We might as well do it now. This is where we first learned they're on Norwegian, so this is where we'll talk about it. Um, this does. This is this is one of the reasons this will never work. This never will work. This this you want to write an episode about that's about immigration. That is about people moving into a, a town, changing the culture. And um, making it different, not better, not worse, different. Mm-hmm. Um, even though in some cases it seems it is better, um, the, the Norwegian folk, the or, the the, the, the Ogdenvillians, which I really hate that I have to, I've had to type out Ogdenvillians like seventeen times, and it's really tiring to do it over and over and over again. But <laughs> um, you here the first time I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about. There's two main big problems other than this episode takes forever to get to a story. But in both cases, you can see the difference in much Apu about nothing. And the first one is Apu. All the problems of with having, you know, you have a white guy voicing Apu for years and years and years and years. Put that aside. Apu, the character, is a person of color. He's Indian. And... They may never really bring up, you know, the fact that he is a brown person, but it's plain to see in the when they put the focus of the crux of that episode about, you know, having to become a citizen and blah, 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 put it on a poo. It makes it perfectly clear that is this is not just about other cultures. This is about people of color. This is and like when you. You cannot disentangle immigration issues, at least in America, from the fact that most people don't want immigrants because they are there's a, a huge part of it is racism. Well, of course, open and shut. It is not that I. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. I'm very sorry. No, um, in America, yes, it is all about like, the whole immigration debate. Is not not about you know anything. Oh, we will want people coming in and taking over our jobs. No, it's about racism because it's like you can allow the, the people who say that have no problem with people coming in from certain countries and certain ethnicities, uh, but they do from others. And you will find that there's no real reason between that besides racism. Exactly, and. 
when you and like they do it this way matt they i like it's tactical they do this for they they went oh we'll pick norwegians because they're white and they're polite and they're they work hard and blah 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 like and you know they and i they, i what they're trying to do is like try and i guess demonstrate that oh it's that it's about race, but it's not about like, it's like so clumsy. Like you can't do it. It just doesn't really work. And especially not in 20 minutes, not in the Simpsons. Like, I don't know what the point of this is. If you're not going to take a swing, why are you doing it? Like much of poo about nothing has its problems, but it does take a swing. It says something. This is like, Oh look, it's all these safe white people. They, well, if here guys, like, if it was Norwegians moving into town, no one would say anything. That's the whole. That's the that's the whole yeah, deal. Because they look like everyone else. They, they may sound funny, but they look the same. If you had gone with any other uh, ethnicity that maybe looks a little different, then that's when the problem starts showing up. Like I don't like. I live in Texas, man. I, I lived in. I grew up in Florida. I live in Texas. There's a lot of. I have. I. <laughs> I, I grew up with my dad in the construction industry. The hypocrisy and racism about against Hispanic people is I've experienced it a lot. Uh, it's awful, and you can't just like they ha like. And I bring that up construction industry specifically because this is our first experience. This is our first contact in this episode is Homer hiring them as day laborers to hang the gutter on his roof. And he's he, he leaves. He's they're nice people. Uh, he gives them lemonade out of the chimney, which is the <sighs> bizarre thing. Like Homer just peers out of the chimney to give them lemonade. Um, so they work on his roof. There's a bunch of them, and then they all because they're getting lemonade, they call in like everyone, all the Ogdenvillians. They like there's a crowd of them in the far distance like miles away and they just yell and then all of them swarm into springfield well yeah i think the point of this is that they are saying oh springfield is a nice welcoming place everyone who's still in ogdenville you can come to springfield and they'll treat you okay i would also like to point out that uh this scene kind of uh, continues into the next act uh and it is of ogdenvillians uh, doing a uh, a certain class of task that day laborers provide. They do lots of gardening, roofing, general handyman tasks, those sorts of things that seem to be in the U.S. mostly filled by, mm, let's say, Hispanic people, uh, but not in Springfield, not the Simpsons, because that would be too racist. So they've got to be Norwegians. I, we go to commercial eight minutes and seven seconds, Matt. And when we come back, uh, like I said, we get to a long montage, uh, mostly visual, of... Uh, what is basically, uh, like I said, all the Ogdevillians doing work that if you've ever been to the U.S., you will understand is mostly done by uh, Hispanic immigrants. Uh, so lots of gardening, lots of roofing, well, uh, lots of handyman kind of work. Immigrants in general. Um, and Homer specifically calls it out multiple times. Um, he says, the jobs that we don't want, you guys are taking. He says mm -hmm. it multiple times that way. And it's just like, it's so... This it's so clumsy. Like that's that's the thing, right? This is just so clumsy. It is not, and it's and it's not biting. It's so it's obvious. There's no there's no hint to it. There's no subtlety. It's just hey, we obviously took something that's happened in the real world and replaced the people in it with people who are more palatable to make fun of. And so here, this is where I'll bring in my second point, comparing it to much of poo about nothing. 
can you how like do we f- meet and follow any one of the Norwegians, any one of the Ogdenvillians as throughout the episode? No, Robbie, the longest we spend with one Ogdenvillian is I think at the dinner that uh, Homer and Marge go to with uh, Selma and her new guy whose name I uh, Torbjorn, uh, and I believe it's maybe 60 seconds. But the, like we meet Inga, who is their nanny. We meet Torbjorn. But other than that, like, and they're not around for very long. They're around for 30 seconds, a minute, you know, just to give us some gags, to give us some flavor. But they disappear, and we just meet a lot of random people. And Apu very it, it very smartly it centers this big giant issue on a single person someone we have a connection to with a poo so a character we've known for years at that point and someone who they and they go to links to humanize and make us empathize with his struggle in this problem and like him him this deal with like i want to be an american i want to be able to live here and, and make a living here and have a life here and everyone's trying to kick me out and what, what do i do how do i can i stay does staying betray my values etc cetera, etc cetera. all of it is channeled through just a poo that's it and so we don't need to worry about random extraneous things involving complications about immigration because you understand that those kind of all these miscellaneous issues don't matter as much as it matters what is happening to this one guy, a guy we care about. And it, we can kind of channel our, 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 the issue through our ep- empathy with Apu. When we are just of course, we fa- can't do that when we only get sixty seconds with one character. No, we just have a giant wave of nice people, and you're just like, "What's the pro? Like, what am I? What's going on? What do I do? Like, so again, I don't care that much about the like. I like. I definitely. I certainly uh, have opinions about immigration and how the U.S. has tried to. Uh, so I there's no solving the issue. I like any any like I again. I'm we're Simpsons podcast. I'm not going to spend three hours talking about immigration. But this episode, may, I don't care. Like it, 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 like none of this makes any sense because you robbed it of all context. You're not deport, and also you're not deporting. The, they're not deport like in a bunch of uh, nothing. They're deporting those people. In this episode, they're just putting up a wall. They end up putting up a wall, like keeping them out of Springfield. Like there's the whole rest of the country, guys. Like th- you, you stolen all the context about it. Like they, they cross into Springfield, but well, they couldn't they can't go to North Haverbrook? They can't go to another town, Shelbyville. Like that's the thing. Like this doesn't. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this we're, we're going to get to this because we've just started to get to the point where <laughs> there's any issue with. There's no conflict whatsoever. yet. Zero conflict yet. There's no conflict. Nothing yet. All, all we are seeing is the setup to this. So, like I said, there's a montage of all the Ogden villains coming in and doing all like, the the normal day laborer work. Um, and then the first person, the first named Ogden villain we come across uh, is Inga, who is the Simpsons' new nanny. So, Inga, this is our kitchen. Did you have kitchens back in Ogdenville? Yeah, before the dark days fell on my people and we lost everything. Great! So you know your way around the blender. Okay, so if the dogs in the house don't let Grandpa in, and vice versa, 
our neighbor Ned Flanders drops by unexpectedly. That I do. But he doesn't stay long. No, I don't. Kids, this is Inga, your new nanny. A nanny? Woohoo! Mom says I can have ice cream for breakfast. Oh, she's still here. Mom can have ice cream for breakfast? No way, mister. It's just chocolate chip pancakes and syrup for you. Inga, I'll be happy to eat whatever you make. Mm. Maggie, now you have a nanny. Just like the ones Joe Piscopo and Ethan Hawke left their wives for. But hands off my homie. Hands off the homie. Got it. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes she's nervous around new people. Actually, she's just gassy. A little lingonberry oil under the tongue will clear it right up. Oh, that's amazing. Now I feel bad about calling her references. So as we can see, um, Inga is obviously a very good nanny uh, who knows more about her child than Marge does. Totally a normal thing. I, Robbie, this is the last we'll see of Inga. I, I don't believe we see her or hear from her again. I We see the effects of Inga. But no, we never. I don't think True. we ever actually see her on screen. No. Um, but why? Why are the Simpsons hiring a nanny? I assume because they're cheap, uh, which is uh, what happens a lot of times with uh, immigrants. Is that they'll work for a lot cheaper uh, than native-born citizens. So I'm assuming Inga is working for probably less than minimum wage, uh, which means the Simpsons are being awful people. Uh, so, but so, uh, Matt, they can Matt, afford Matt, that. Can I? This is the thing you bring up. This is a thing it that is. you actually talk about in your, in your episode about immigration. You would ostensibly discuss how we exploit immigrants as a culture and give them less pay and make sure that they are kept in positions where they have very little power. This is, would be the time when you bring up the fact that Inga is getting paid. Like, you have a conversation where Lisa goes, like, Mom, how can we afford a nanny? And Marge is like, oh, well, she's not asking very much. Like, that, like, so, like that. that's all it is. Like, you don't need pages of par paragraphs of, of discussion about it. No, you need you, one question you, to make people think and realize, oh, something weird's going on here. You bring, that is how you humanize, oh, okay. <sighs> All right, so, yes, we'll get to that as we move on. Uh, next scene uh, is Homer and Marge on a double date uh, with Selma and her new uh, Norwegian guy, Torbjorn, uh, who I, I believe he says he was getting some gophers out of Selma's yard, uh, and they just started dating. And everyone loves Torbjorn. He's fun. He even zings on Homer. And again, this is the only scene Torbjorn is in that I can recall him actually talking. Uh, he may be in the background of others, but that's that's it. That's it. He's just gone. Uh, we don't get to see it from his perspective or anything like that. We just see, oh, look, Selma's dating one of these new guys. I don't know what that's supposed to add, but sure. We then go on to uh, the Ogdenvillians. Kids are really good at skateboarding. They are basically hanging 10 uh, on a skateboard in the air off of a giant uh, ramp, an impromptu ramp. Uh, when Bart uh, does this, however, he does a great job. He actually does a skateboard trick where he takes the wheels off his skateboard, juggles them in midair, and then puts them back on and lands safely. However, Bart being Bart, uh, he ends up running into the bus and breaking his arm. Uh, then we get to see that Bart and Marge and uh, Homer are stuck in the emergency room, which is incredibly full. Three hours and we still can't see a doctor? It's because it's filled with all these Norwads. David Snay's funny. We're out of English forms. You'll have to fill out a Norwegian one. 
I can't read this sloopy bloopy writing. Typical foreigners clogging up the system. I hurt my back on clogging your septic system. Sven, can you stop by tomorrow? It's clogged again. Yeah. Come on, Bart. We'll take care of you at home. Oh, great. I caught their cold. This is inexplicable and also maddening. Uh, because if the hospitals are full, it's not the people's fault. It means you need more hospitals. I just, like, they're treating. Just, uh, they and the fact they use oh they God. like this is the first of a we have a couple of these uh, like uh slurs but they're not really slurs because if i called a norwegian or norwad they'd just be confused <laughs> they would not know uh, no norwegian would be offended they'd be like what are you talking about what are you what's wrong with you um they this is this that you know we hear that the norwad like it's these like it's yeah. like it is a fill in for what you a, a slur for a different ethnic group and like and to your here i'll say this man like you could make it to a point where yeah sometimes racists people against you know any kind of immigration would blame the immigrants for a societal problem even though it's not the immigrants fault but unfortunately you have to like you have to actually i there i just don't think they're doing that on purpose <laughs> like i don't think there's any this is an accident if that's if that's what they're doing it's accidental i don't think i don't give the simpsons credit i just don't um also they wouldn't have insurance if they're if they're doing day labor they would not have health insurance how would they afford no and in america they would be basically ruled out of using hospitals because if you don't have health insurance you're basically bankrupt with the tiniest thing that happens to you but again this episode can't even tackle the first part of that not even mention the health insurance stuff so why like whatever yeah so yes, moving on. Uh, so they decide to leave because the wait is just so long. I mean, I'm at, here, and I'm at an official question: How long? What's the longest you've ever waited in an emergency room? Uh, I've never actually been in an emergency. I've been to urgent care. I've never actually been in an emergency room. Uh, longest urgent care wait was like an hour and a half. I've been in an emergency room for seven hours before. Good lord. Okay. I, I don't like. I don't know. Three hours. That's what we're. Oh, we go home. Really, you go home? So, so, so Bart's uh, uh, completely busted um, the arm. Totally okay. You're just going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Well, they set. He has a, apparently a dislocated shoulder, and they set it, I guess, because they show Bart Homer. At home. Yeah, they show Homer and Marge just setting it at home by Homer holding Bart and Marge pulling real hard. And um, it's not, it's not how that works, but okay. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll just move past this for now, uh, because uh, after Bart's shoulder is set and completely fixed, like his his broken, it's dislocated his shoulder, it's just fixed. They just they pop it back in with a dog squeaky toy, and Bart's fine. And he then begins to blame the Norwegian kids, saying they dared him to. When obviously Bart was just showing off. This causes Marge to uh, go into a rage against the Ogden villains, and we also see uh. Basically, uh, Lisa being the only voice of reason here. Lisa is basically saying that, oh, we were all immigrants once. Uh, and Homer, R- Robbie, this is where this happens, right? I, I confuse, you know me. 
where where Homer says, "Oh, you were you were a baby once. You liked a milk and a hug. Would you want that now?" Yes, that this is where what, that happens. Yeah, this is that is okay. What happens, yeah. And Lisa says, "Yes, I would love those things right now." Uh, and Homer goes, "Oh, okay. Well, here you go. Gives her <laughs> milk and a hug, and then goes, oh, this is great. I want one of that too." So any type of mounting tension completely sideswiped by this weird attempt at a joke. I don't get it, Robbie. I don't get it. Thankfully, at least we've gotten to a conflict now that the the influx of people in the Ogden Villains is causing an issue. So as Robbie puts in our notes, our notes, 12 minutes, all caps, 12 minutes to get to some kind of conflict. So and this is just halfway through the episode before anything happens. Rising tension. This is not we're not we have not gotten to true like conflict, true problems yet this is just oh people are starting to disagree 12 minutes in 12 minutes there this the 21 we have we have <laughs> we have nine minutes to go over and nine minutes and we have yet to actually have a true conflict okay but yeah we keep going uh next up we get a scene with homer and the guys at moe's uh it is filled with ogdenvillians uh because i guess they're there and they like to drink uh and moe has reacted to this by saying that oh uh there are more of them than there are you guys so i started carrying the kind of alcohol they like which is aquavit uh which and he no longer carries duff i don't see why because hey having one keg of duff and the rest aquavit doesn't seem like it'd be that big a deal and hey then he can satisfy everyone but for the episode to work he has to only have aquavit uh, robbie have you ever had aquavit nope never have okay uh neither have i uh, as a non-drinker that shouldn't be a surprise to you uh so apparently according to the simpsons it is a very very strong beer liquor it's a liqueur it's, it's a liqueur it's it's a dill caraway liqueur um yeah, it's forty percent. It's this as strong as like it's a it's like a kind of as strong as a normal vodka, which is not that strong. Certainly, if you but drink, if you're, if you're drinking it like a beer, <laughs> if you drink it like an entire glass of it, yeah, you'll get drunk. Like Homer, you also would not get drunk in a second, but it doesn't matter. All of this is again like, oh, they are changing the culture, Ooh. and you're like, this is so clumsy. Ooh, this is so clumsy, guys. This is the clumsiest way to do this. <sighs> okay. Well, they're all. Yeah. You know, it's it's just. I'm just. It, it's all incredibly stupid. Rabble, yes, rabble, yes, rabble. Yes, rabble. So, uh, moving on. Um, from here, uh, Homer drinks way too much aquavit, gets so drunk that he goes in the next day and is immediately fired. Robbie, how many times have we seen Homer go in just absolutely drunk? How many times have we seen Homer get incredibly drunk at work? The plot dictates that it needs to happen, Matt, so it does. It sure does. So Homer gets fired <laughs> uh, because of the Ogden Villains, not because Homer can't hold his booze and decides to go to work. Uh, no, uh, it's the, Homer blames the Ogden Villains. And we go to a town hall meeting. I'll say, Matt, I'll say, where... I will say this. This plot point, at least I know, I feel like is purposeful. Like it is purposeful. Homer deflecting blame, like Bart blaming Norwegian kids for being hurt. Homer deflecting blame for his own personal failings and blaming it on uh, the Norwegians who made him drink. I, that is, I feel like these are purposeful. Like they are, like oh, we got to well, yeah, deflect the kind blame of thing that to the have happened at like the end of Act One, the beginning of Act Two, kind of thing. I, there's a town hall meeting. Fourteen there minutes. Is, Fourteen minutes in this episode. Matt. 14 minutes in, there's a town hall meeting, and 
uh, at this meeting, uh, Homer gets mad and blames immigrants. Uh, he also says that he's scared of xylophones for some idiotic reason. It's a, the joke uh, is that it sounds like xenoph- xenophobia, Matt. Yeah. I so, he says xylo- it, so he says So he says that's the joke. I mean, okay, yeah, here, Matt. We, we, we've it's been a while. So it's been, it's taken us a few a few minutes to get to this point. But my the question the question it has not been answered yet. How many times did you laugh at this episode? Oh, none at all. Never once. I can't imagine laughing at this episode. Yep, I don't think I. Nope, I didn't want. Did not. Nope, no laughter. Zero laughter. None whatsoever. Yep. So, uh, basically, the end run of this entire thing is that they unanimously decide to ban all immigrants. I don't even think they say illegal immigrants. They just say ban all immigrants. Immigration in Springfield is now uh, completely uh, non-legal. Uh, they close the border with a bit of a big checkpoint. But at this checkpoint, the, there are only three cops in the town, despite the fact that we a lot more we see a lot more later. Uh, it is Wiggum, Lou, and uh, Eddie. Although Eddie is apparently down with the gout, which they make fun of for some reason. Uh, and the Ogdenvillians just kind of walk across the border because obviously Wiggum is not going to stop them because he's a terrible cop. So they decide that they are going to get vigilantes to guard the border. People who aren't paid, but just want to get high off the ability to push other people around. And that is where we end this act and go to commercial. 14 minutes is when they go, no more immigrants. It's when we get to the, the crux of it where we're, oh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to they mm-hmm. introduce the they introduce the idea that there's going to be legal action taken against immigration. How many I I look back, Matt. I did my did my work. I did my due diligence. Mm-hmm. Uh much a poo about nothing. The same there is also a very similar town hall meeting where they they gonna have, they where Quimby proposes a proposition and says it's gonna uh, deport all illegal immigrants. You know how many minutes that takes place into that episode? I'm gonna say uh seven minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes into the episode, we have an actual conflict. So we How have we have five minutes of insight against it of the bear. Bear comes into town. We have some gags about the bear. The we get convoluted bear attacks, bear patrol. All that happens in five minutes, and then quickly we see Quimby blame it on Im- illegal immigrants, and we get the town hall meeting, and then the plot starts with a poo being worried he's going to be deported, and and people taking sides on this proposition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Six minutes in is when every when when the plot cook kicks into gear. 14 minutes in it takes before we're going to ban all immigrants and we're going to have a checkpoint. Is there only one road into town? Well, I think there's only the, that's the one road that stands between Springfield and Ogdenville. So obviously people can't go around any other direction. That's the exact kind of thing I would expect out of Springfield. I I just don't what it, like I just don't know what they're trying to get at. Are they just trying to say that this is stupid? Like, are, like, what are they sure saying? So. What are they saying about immigration? Like, the thing about much Apu about nothing, despite the fact that it is centered only on Apu's struggle, it feels more complete a statement than this does. This feels like it says nothing. It says platitudes about how, oh, this is dumb. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not yeah, helpful. That's not helpful, guys. That's, that doesn't say anything. The, to say, look at how stupid all this is. I'm like, well, if there were maybe if there were jokes, I would, 
be more i'd be i'd be, I'd be kinder to the episode maybe um i mean that'd be great but yeah. that would require jokes yeah they're just it's just this we get 15 50 comeback commercial 15 minutes to 38 seconds so the vigilantes are guarding the border they are homer the bar flies cletus etc they're trying to come up with a name for themselves they need to name themselves uh this vigilante group and here we got some brainstorming men our negative energy has been harnessed to help keep Springfield's borders secure from Ogdenvillians. But first, our group needs a name that evokes America's proud history of citizens rising up to defend our way of life. The Klan? Well, there are no bad ideas, but let's keep trying. The Nazis. Okay, you stop trying. Hey, how about the uh, star-spangled goofballs? Hmm, goofballs it is. I really want to know who pitched this so I can smack them. Because this is awful. <laughs> uh, again, it is so broad, so clumsy. We just go straight to the straight to Nazis and KKK. Like this is the love. This is what we're doing, guys. Like again, like what's the joke? <laughs> Where's the joke about this? Star Spangled Goofballs is what we get. Like. There might there. I would say that there's probably some territory between Cletus r- r- suggesting the clan, and then we get to Star Spangled Goofballs. I feel like there's some there's some space in between where we could get something funny uh, that alludes to the obvious answers of the clan and the Nazis, but without becoming just this corny grandpa humor like Star Spangled Goofballs. Like what? So uh, we then cut to Carl and Lenny. Homer tries; they make a balloon chair, like a uh, yeah, a lawn Homer chair. Is too fat to a, a use. La- yeah, lawn chair with a lot of balloons on it. The joke is Homer's fat because it won't float with him. Uh, Carl and Lenny both get on it. They fly up in the air so high that they are cold. They freeze. Cartoonish icicles on their nose. Um, and it is at this point that Quimby declares the group a failure. Um, and says, we need to do something else. This isn't going to work. Uh, and Homer runs into a billboard on that is on the ground, and everyone suddenly gets the idea to build a fence, as they call it. Not a wall, at least not yet. They're going to build a fence. Uh, this is when we cut to the dinner table. Uh, and Marge quickly becomes incredibly racist. That's it. We'll build a fence. Fence, 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 fence. Homie, I don't think we should build a fence. Haven't we always taught the children to make friends with those who are a little different? Yes, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Maggie's first words are in Ogdenvillies. Now do you see, Marge? Now do you see why we must build that fence? Build it, homie. Make it as tall as the sky and deeper than hell. Yeah, yeah. Since when is Marge this racist, Robbie? <laughs> also, how many times has Maggie spoken first? Uh, didn't we get Maggie speaking first last week uh, in the voice of uh, Jodie Foster? Yeah, but that's not that's not canon. So it's okay. But oh, I mean, she has said first words uh, probably a half dozen times at this point. It's fine. I don't, I don't really care about that. And like, honestly, Matt, this is the most interesting thing that happens in this entire episode. So I'll cut it a little bit of slack. Like, I, I like there is the, there is nothing inherently wrong. Yes, they did an episode about immigration. It was a long time ago. 
from when this, you know, it was in the mid nineties when that episode came out and this is 2009. It's been enough time. You could do another episode about immigration. The culture has changed enough that the, how we, how that we discussed it changed enough in that time period. You could do another one right now. I wouldn't blink twice. I would say it needs to be good. It needs to have a foundational, like, structure and like make sense and have a viewpoint and say something and be tactical and i'm not even opposed matt to marge being racist being a little even a little bit racist in it like and this is a perfect demonstration of it like oh yeah they hired a nanny norwegian nanny and because of that fact maggie now is speaking and using a norwegian accent she's just saying you know Mm -hmm. that 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 is something and could tap into a latent racism that Marge perhaps doesn't want to recognize. It's a thing that applies to lots of people. The difference between uh, the difference is that a lot of people recognize the fact they might have internalized prejudice and they try and combat it. And that could be a good story for an episode is Marge realizing that she's internalized prejudice, trying to combat it, trying to learn, be a better person, recognizing that, Oh, I have these thoughts because I was socialized in this way and try and change the way you think slowly, but surely it's a hard thing to do. And they just go from zero to 60. Like you said, how we haven't seen Inga since she was hired. We haven't seen Marge. Where's Marge been? Inga was hired. Yeah. Marge was setting a dislocated shoulder. But other than that, like. There has been no tension building between, like, if this episode was watching Marge watch Inga take care of Maggie. And there's small signs along the way where, oh, Maggie's being raised a little differently than the way that Marge raised Bart and Lisa. And it's they're showing up. It's tiny little subtle things here and there. And Marge is not necessarily, like, upset about it, but maybe she's a little uneasy about it. Maybe she has feelings that she can't quite express very well. Mm-hmm. And, but that would have to be, like, an entire episode. You couldn't just have it be a one-off that happens in, you know, 15 seconds and yeah, yeah, yeah. ends with Marge saying, build a tower as tall as the sky and deeper than hev- well, than hell. Deeper than hell, which is, I would say, is a pretty metal line, Matt, so I do like that. Like, I like the fact that it's like, you know, build the wall deeper than hell. That's pretty metal. I like it. Um, but it doesn't make any sense. It's inexplicable. It goes, it's like, why is it happening so quick? Oh, it's right. Cause they wasted all their time. They have to do this so fast. Cause there's just no time. They wasted it all with crusty mother nature burgers. We go commercial 17 minutes and 56 seconds. And thankfully we're very quickly coming to the end of this. Uh, because at this point, uh, like we said, uh, Quimby says that uh, you know this is not going to work. Uh, the, the vigilantes are not are not going to work again. Something that could have been an entire episode about vigilantes, almost as if there were another episode about vigilantes not working out. What could that have been? Anyway, moving on. So uh, Quimby asks the residents of Springfield, "Hey, who can build this wall?" And everyone says, "Oh, I'm great at hiring people to do that, but." I don't know how to do it myself. You know who does? Oh, it's the Ogdenvillians because they're great at building stuff and, and being handy people. So the Springfieldians get together. Sorry, the Springfieldianites get together with the Ogdenvillians and they begin to build the wall. 
So my girlfriend puts all these pillows on the bed and you have to like take them all off at night and put them all back on every morning. And if the little one is in back of the big one, who God help you. Yeah, and they always want the cat to sleep in bed with you. Exactly. I had trouble finding a four-button cardigan, so I bought a three-button one and sewed the extra button on myself. Hmm. This baby was a five-buttoner, but I took a button off. Maybe we're not so different, Sven. Yeah, maybe so. You know, if you put down an acrylic primer, your satiric drawing and its clever stink lines will be there long after your principal is gone. Well, the guy at the store said it didn't matter, but I knew he was wrong. Thanks, man. <laughs> Sure is quiet around here. Do you miss us? Yeah, we miss you. That's why we build the door. Oh, we did miss you. We missed your kindness, your hard work, your sweet, plain-spoken ways. What are you barley jacks waiting for? Get in here. We'd be more than pleased to join you donut dunkers. <laughs> All right, boys, round them up and throw them the swingingest soiree they've ever seen. And that is the end. We get a whole bunch of parties uh, where even the uh, uh, even the police cars begin to dance. Yeah, that's uh, that's where this went. So they play some they yeah. play some Norwegian Norwegian music, Matt, and then everyone dances. Uh, Despite the fact that we were told earlier there are three policemen in the town, we see a bunch uh, of cops. Um, and, the, the, yeah, the cop cars do dance. There's three cop cars. They dance. They dance. The cars dance, guys. Cars dance. Cars. They mm -hmm. dance to music. There's yep. a party. And so cars the cars dance. dance. Cars dance. Um, they, grow this, they, they build this big wall. Is this – okay, I have some questions about this wall, Matt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me. Does this wall go around the entirety of Springfield? Good question, Robbie. We have no idea. We never see it. Um, and this is the th this is how they tell this story about immigration: is they have the the Ogden the, the Ogdenvillians building the wall, but they're not only building the wall. The Springfieldian Knights are also building the wall. Like we see they Flanders, they see Flanders build it and Snake build it, but they just said they they don't. And then they, and yeah, you guys get it. They're they're similar because they talk about things that are the same. Like, oh, they both have girlfriends. Like, I don't like. I have no idea. Like, they both wear cardigans. Like, what is this? What like? And they're the 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 poignant moment that realizes is when the Ogdenvillians have a door and there's a, a moment of silence where Lenny goes, "Oh man, what's that? What's kind of boring?" And like, it's boring. Like, and then they show up. Did you miss us? Like, yeah, yeah. This is the way you show, and, and like also, what is this saying that? Oh, we're actually we we have we're all very similar people. Like, that's not really no way. It's it's just the most boring like thing about. It's the most boring like. Oh, isn't this so hallmark? It's so smaltzy and fake, and speaks nothing to actual hard one unity, and like. 
I know, I know, right? I know. It's it says it's it, so pointless that it makes me want to punch something. It's just like it's so empty. It's empty platitude. It's just so dull. This is so dull. Think about the end of Much Ado About Nothing. How important it is. How good it feels. Just think about like how they what everything they say there at the end. And about how Apu has tackled the, the 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 process of becoming a citizen and all that, and then they show uh, a groundskeeper Willie being deported, yeah, and that's it's right, and it's just, and it's just like, well, yeah, look, there's another like just that one that's a that that little bit at the end with Willie on the boat. I want I want to target that. It is just that is just that that reminder of like Apu is one man. And for every one man that is that is able to navigate the labyrinth to citizenship, there are many more people who fall through the cracks, who are done to service, who are taken advantage of, and it is a a glimpse into a harsh reality. And the Simpsons do that in a lot of different episodes, a lot of different contexts. They never, almost, it, they very rarely settle on just nice, sweet, happy ending. There's always a little bit of that little bitter, cynical bite to try and remind you, like, oh, yeah, there is a harsh reality here. And there's never just pure victory. Everything comes with a price. And they usually do that with their big, you know, the big cultural, important, saying something episodes. They do it very well. Simpsons says nothing. It means nothing. They have no idea what they're saying. They don't have anything to say. Are they just saying immigrant? Like what they're saying is like we should just be nice to each other. I'm like, that says nothing. That's nothing. That's anyone can say that. That's the most boring thing to say. Why would you make an episode about we should be nice to each other? That's what you're gonna say. And you're you're trying to tell me that oh, uh, it's because uh, we should uh, let everyone know that that we like this and that we're we're happy with this and this is what we want. Like thanks, I guess. That's but, not. Uh, that's not the that's problem. Not new. <laughs> that's not the problem. Like again, like it's just so disconnected from reality. What do we say about the Simpsons? The best. They're, it feels true. Feels like it speaks to something true. This speaks to what? Like what world does this exist in? This is a cartoon world. Again, this is Looney Tunes, and that's an insult to Looney Tunes because actually Looney Tunes is funny. There's no jokes in this. This episode is not very good. Uh, it has a core again. It has that very frustrating core of like, oh, I could see how this could be spun into something better, but they don't. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode incredibly, incredibly broken? Yes. Yes, it's broken, Matt. Yes, it's broken. It's broken episode. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I mean, I, I don't know, Matt. I feel like... I, this episode can't work the way it worked. Like there's just nothing like if you want to make an episode about, okay, Ogdenville, a neighboring town of Springfield suffers industrial, you know, some sort of business economic collapse of some sort. Right. And we have to get through this in the first five minutes maximum, which should, it's not that hard. You literally here, you start with the Simpsons, watching TV news footage, Kent Brockman reporting, the nearby town has yeah. collapsed. Joblessness is no longer just for philosophy majors. <laughs> boom, we're already in it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just, boom, you cut to it. You don't have to have five inciting incidents that explain why the barley industry is collapsing in the town next door. You just have it happen. 
There's you didn't make any jokes about, like did you have to fit in a joke about did you have to fit in a transphobic joke from Krusty and a, and a racist joke against a poo did, that, did we need to get those in there did we need to make jokes about not burger burgers the, making people sick or something like just cut to that you have and if you want to make the episode about okay we have neighboring towns uh, people coming in and I would not one. I get not making an episode, just having like, you know, just be full on, let's have Hispanic people coming in. Let's have an Asian Asian people coming in. Let's have a, whatever ethnic group you want to use coming in. I would make it bespoke. I would make it Ogdenvillian culture. Yeah, not Norwegian, just something completely new, some made-up language, uh, some weird stuff that no one's ever seen before. Just something that we can see is, oh, hey, it's very different. And and also, like, you would make it – it would not – like, again, the building a wall and the vigilante groups, it is so big and stupid. It says nothing. It's more interesting is when if – you could still have I – would, I would keep the nanny thing. I think that's good. Again, like what I what I pitched earlier about her subtly changing the way Maggie behaves because she has a different culture. And Marge shouldn't react to that. And I don't know if you want to try and do the, the whole family reacting to this. I think Marge is honestly a great uh, perspective for this issue because she's in the home, because she's in more intelligent than Homer, because she's not a children like Lisa or Bart. You and she is oftentimes she's the nice one, and when there's some like some venom in Marge, you go, oh, what? It is a little off-putting when Marge shows a little ugliness, and that's the way you could broach this topic. But you make it; it has to be subtle. You have them, and you, if you want to, like what we talked about, focus on one character. Make it about the nanny character, and she is our one character we're focusing on. And maybe she has a family that is moving into town because of the economic problems. You can subtly speak about culture shifts and the problems we face when they come in even people who think that they're not against that kind of thing, because that is a, that, that is also a thing. It is not always just overtly racist people saying, I don't want people in my town. It is also times people are like, they would maybe say, well, yeah, I'm fine with immigrants. I'm fine with people coming in and, and adding culture and stuff like that until they're not. Until they yeah, come until, up, until they stop seeing things that seem familiar to them and see things that are alien to them, and then they start getting a little iffy about it. And that's the kind of, uh, oh, uh, you know, we always see this. Oh, oh, liberals love immigrants until you know they start to place in their own culture, and then they get really scared of it, and you know they turn into weirdos about it. And that's the kind of thing we get to expect to see from Marge. Like Homer is obviously going to be the person who sees new people coming in and immediately, you know, says, "No, I don't want this." But Marge, I think, is really good for that subtle, uh, you know. Uh, alienation at a culture shift but we don't see that here obviously no there's there's this is again this is this episode is full of the biggest dumbest broad strokes and it allows for no nuanced jokes it that and like that i think you want to speak to like this episode isn't funny it has to be funny and the way you get more nuanced interesting jokes is by letting the episode be more subtle and giving us smaller character beats that are the at the forefront of the action. It's not complicated. We talk about it all the time. But I feel like that is the way in. And it is and you don't end the episode with, oh, 
when it's all we share we share more than we than we don't and you're like okay that's not that is actually and like dancing to like some car and please you're not have cars dancing like why 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 yeah what is the deal i just it's just those moments you're like why <laughs> what is that ad no one's laughing at because the cars are dancing are they who is this five-year-olds like is this your audience <laughs> um but that's it like i don't know you don't have a wall you don't make it this big and broad and make it so dumb honestly it's just dumb <sighs> okay so yes I agree with you. I mean, it just, we need something more specific. We need something more gradual. All these inciting incidents and all these incredibly unfunny setups that don't really have a payoff just slow things down. And I don't like it. It's just bad. And it, it makes me sad for this episode. Um, yeah. It's not, I don't, again, it's, it's never that hard of a fix, Matt. Like, how that took us, what, three minutes? It's not that hard of a fix, but it just feels like I don't like did they, I think they were just yelling like, oh, you know what? Everyone wants to build a wall. Let's make an episode about it. And you're like, it's gimmicky. You know, it's chasing that gimmick. It's chasing the novelty instead of actually getting to what is the core issue about it and getting to that core issue through our characters. They don't care about that. They just want to have an episode where they can advertise in big, bold letters. The Simpsons build a wall. I'm like, OK, cool. Thanks. Um, we can move on. To our next segment, it's time for Comments from the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the News Group is where I ask our patron. Over there on patreon.com slash the Simpsons show, supporter at any level can leave their review, join our parade of pain or cavalcade of calamity. This first from Tim. Uh, when Matt and Robbie did their podcast extra on things the Simpsons predicted, some of this episode didn't make the cut. After all, a certain pile of you-know-what pushed hard for the border wall with Mexico with no idea who would build it. So, of course, the majority of labor would have been done by those who he's trying to block out. Of course, perhaps the reason this episode didn't make that cut is that it is blood-curdlingly awful. Let's count the ways. Super long intro, inciting incidents that were both unfunny and torturously long. And hey, if we could stereotype the Irish with a season opener, why not the Norwegians? One of the few times I found myself checking the time counter to see how long it would be before I could move on to something else. Uh, number 395, not canon and not worth fixing much because much of Pooh about nothing was superior in every way and getting the point across uh, from Derek. It's just we had an immigration episode. I know, I know. There's nothing inherently wrong with repeating a plot if you have something new to say, but this doesn't, nor does it even have anything to say at all. Everything is so on the nose. Everything is, everyone is made to be unlikable, and just about nothing in the episode works. The denizens of Springfield were always painted as rather hostile, but it was a very different portrayal. Now, everyone is just so obnoxious, and that does not make for a fun 20 minutes. Once again, the season wraps up with a whimper. Now we enter the post-physical media area, so going forward, I haven't seen every single episode from every single season. But what I have seen, I hate even more so onwards, I guess, but not upwards. <laughs> Very exciting. Onwards and kind of a little bit angled down. Yeah, kind of sideways and then a gentle slope uh, from JJ. We really have entered the area era of rehashing old plots with inferior versions. So what most of this season was. While the writing of In Much A Poo About Nothing is subtle, thoughtful, and intelligent, this is the complete opposite of all those things. What a dumb but fitting way to end this season. So The Simpsons was the only series to be nominated in the animation category for the Writers Guild of America Awards following this season. So that year, neither King of the Hill, South Park, or American Dad put out a single episode better than season 20 of The Simpsons. I find that hard to believe. It is... I. JJ makes a, a, a good point here or brings up an interesting point where, and it's a thing I think we've alluded to, maybe even said the Simpsons are now the establishment. They're a season, they've been around for 20 years. 
They are the they are the authority now. They are the establishment. When the Writers Guild is nominating people, how long you know, even like King of the Hill was the only show that and South Park had been around for what, ten years? You know? And oh, but you know, King of the Hill's boring, South Park's profane. American Dad's new. So what do they reach to? What do the Writers Guild reach to? Oh, it's the Simpsons. We can put them in there. We'll nominate them. I wouldn't. I don't know who's in charge of these nomination processes. It's probably a bunch of old dudes who don't know. But any, they're like that's the thing. You're like, it's always like, they, that's the joke they always make about the Grammys and the Oscars. It's like it's a bunch of old people like making making these nominations. They don't watch anything interesting. They don't watch anything different. It's, I think it's the same case here. We're and where that's where we're at. Where like it's at this point, the Simpsons are safe and established. They're not new. They're not. They're not the cutting edge, so to speak. Um, that's it for comments of the news group. We recorded early this week. I apologize to anyone who didn't have time to put stuff in, but sometimes life gets in the way of our Simpsons podcast. <laughs> uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what theme would you center a Simpsons anthology around? A lot of really interesting answers. I appreciate everyone who took the time. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first up from Alex, it would be interesting if they did one on other holiday traditions, maybe a Hanukkah or Passover, one related to Krusty, Veterans Day for Grandpa, or ID4 for Homer. Some of these holidays have been mentioned and might have been featured in the background B-plot, but I don't think we really focused on them solely. Uh, from Tim, I would like an episode that focused on the uh, what Springfield would have been like had different partnerings occurred. Perhaps we'd have Marge Flanders, Lin- Lindsay Simpson, and Helen Sislak. Oh, wow. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, from JJ, I was so impressed with the Death Note parody in this season's Trials of Horror, they could do an entire anthology in that animation style with each segment parodying a different well-known anime. Uh, from Casey, I always like the idea of the Marjorie History Tour. I think they can recycle this idea cleverly by cleaning out Lisa's bookshelf and show us three stories that are often a part of school curriculum. From the Andrew blog, Space Travel. First could be Homer recalling the Hokies 1950s sci-fi films of his youth. Second could be Marge's pastiche of the 1990s TV sci-fi. And third could be Bart and Lisa with a story that veers between modern whiz-bang sci-fi and contemplative sci-fi depending on who's talented. Ooh, I like that one. Uh, from at El Columbia 88, 80s movies will be a fun one like the Brat Pack movies condensed. <laughs> I like it. Uh, from Matt and Rachel Journeys, I'd love a medical episode, a silly parody of a medical show like Grey's Anatomy, a medical historical figure like Florence Nightingale, and a story of Springfield's medical personnel like Hibbert and Dr. Nick, dedicated to the medical staff who got us through COVID. Ooh, boy, do they need it. Uh, from Matt Wayscast, after seeing the latest Halloween episode, I'm very interested in Simpsons spoofing popular anime, and it's a deep well they could revisit multiple times per anthology episode. Ooh, talk about a deep well. Get lost in there. From at Bort ATX, parody the MCU. Each segment is a different Marvel hero, and they all weave in and out of each other. Ooh, I like that. Uh, and finally, from Hippie 200, I would love a Simpsons episode with a Lord of the Rings-inspired theme. You could divide the stories that they do in the books and the films so that the characters have their own adventures. Flanders would obviously be so... <laughs> all right, somebody's been watching Rings of Power. Robbie, what is, what is your answer? I... You know, it's... It's... I... I had a hard time because I was bouncing back and forth. Like, should I do like pick a popular property, you know, Lord of the Rings and MCU and and things like that, or do I go broader? And I was thinking, I, I think I would go broader because I think it's more interesting to me. Um, because like they have gone like, oh, they did revenge, they did love. I would do justice. 
Um, and you give us, and I think I, w- if you wanted to be about justice, there's a lot of really good fiction written about that the sense of justice and that idea. And sir, I think revenge and the, that kind of stuff is is kind of center. Is, it spins back around to it, but um, off the top of my head, crime and punishment is one. You know, you could use. Um, Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, No Country for Old Men in and of itself would give us a proper No Country for Old Men parody, not whatever you want to call Anton Chigurh's appearance. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> like something, you know, I don't know. A Time to Kill, John Grisham. You know, it has to be a Time to Kill. It could be just a John Grisham. Obviously, that's it's right there. Um, but I, I like the I like a broader. It gives it gives you more a little bit more flexibility and keeps it from being too samey. Um, Matt, what's your answer? Um, I actually like the one about the alternative pairings. Honestly, I would go with one where one tiny thing could have changed Springfield history forever, uh, and like how Springfield would be different uh, if we could examine like what tiny thing in the Springfield history. Like, go into like, one of the flashback episodes and change one tiny thing and see what could be different. I would be really interested in, an, in entire episodes about that, but also I think an anthology episode would really work uh, of little things that could be changed. Like, oh, you know. Um, Don Lanier was feeling good that day and didn't send Marge to detention or expelled Homer or something like that. What we would end up with, that sort of thing. Alternate alternate reality Simpsons? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maine and High Castle Simpsons? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I actually haven't watched any Maine and High Castle since like season one. So I know it turns into something very different. Um, what was the other show? Um, alternate, the other big alternate history show. Um, why can't I think of it, Matt? My brain's broken today. Mm-hmm. As I'm tired is the reason. I'm just worn down. Next week's question, everyone's favorite question we do every year. What's your favorite moment from season 20? I have to think hard about this one. And I'm going to get ahead and say, when if you say it's when it's ended, I we've gotten that answer many times before. I'm probably not going to read it on air if you give me that answer. Okay, fair warning. If you tell me it's when it ended, I know. I know. <laughs> I get it. We're all happy about that. Yeah, we're cool. all. I'm glad to be moving on, but you know, it's you can find something. There's, it's there are fun things that happen in the season. It's twenty twenty episodes, twenty plus episodes. Uh, post this question on our social media. Uh, we still have a Twitter for now. Uh, until I find something better, <laughs> we will have a Twitter. Uh, Facebook kicked us off and. Twitter is I, trying to, to Elon Musk is doing his darndest to make it a, a terrible wasteland that no one wants to use. Um, but for now, I'm still using. No, that can't for be now, right, Robbie. Still, I, Everyone loves Elon. <laughs> Again, this is a Simpsons podcast. We're not going to talk about Elon Musk too much. Um, <laughs> So Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us. You always can reach us at email SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. That will not go anywhere. And hopefully I will. I, I have some sort of ability to reckon with Patreon because they take some of our money, a percentage. And I can, you know, when enough creators push back on them, they have to change. It's slightly different than Twitter. Um, so follow us there. I post those questions. You can answer it. Uh, typically I post on Tuesdays. Um, this week I post on Mondays because again, recording early. We can move on that to our next segment. It's time for the new Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R T. It is the. It is the. What? Oh boy. 
The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a insurmountable lead on me Aww. going into our final episode of season 20. But doesn't mean I'm not going to try. There's still I still have a matter. There's still a matter of pride on the line. Uh, Matt, give me an easy question. All right. First up, your easiest question. Uh, in the episode, Much Apu About Nothing, what is Apu's doctorate in? Uh, computer science. You are correct. In Much Apu About Nothing, what animal invades town and kicks off the plot? I believe it is, uh, let me get this right, a bear. We're here. We're queer. We don't want any more bears. We don't want any more bears. All right. Robbie, hit me. I just did, man. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Brain stopped working for a second. All right, Robbie. What are the names of Apu's fake American parents? Oh, God. Tom and Stacy Nahasapimpetalot. I'm sorry. It is Herb and Judy. Herb and Judy. Okay. Well, uh, this question is going to be very easy for you, Matt, because you. Okay. What number proposition would deport all illegal immigrants from Springfield? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, oh, at least you didn't immediately get it. I feel a little bit better. Yeah, this this is uh, no on 28. 24. Oh, dang. You, you the Numbers first. are tough. All right. Numbers are tough. Your hard question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your hard question. What would Selma's name have been had she married Apu? Selma Bouvier. Mm-hmm. I know there's uh, there's a there's Twilliger in there, and Troy McClure, Selma Bouvier McClure Terwilliger Nahasapima whatever is what she says. I'm missing someone. I think you're missing Huts. Huts. Uh, That's right. Selma Bouvier Terwilliger Huts McClure uh, Nahasapima whatever. I forgot that they did the Huts thing. That was like I'm adding. I know they add throw in one that is not ever been on screen. I kind of want to see the Selma Lionel Huts episode. That would have been. It's a lost potential. It's unfortunate. Okay, Matt, your hard question. What is Homer's net pay on his paycheck? Oh, gosh. Um, $527.13. Incorrect, Matt. Uh, it is what, $362.19. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Even in the 90s, that wasn't a lot. I mean, let's I I'll let's like let's say that's a weekly. I'm presuming that's a weekly. Even page. weekly, man. That's not a lot, no. But it is. I it's. I don't know. Three hundred three hundred fifty bucks a week, basically. Yeah. Which uh, it's okay. Twelve sure. twelve hundred bucks a a month. Who twenty four the twenty four grand? Homer's as a single the only provider in the household. They're making twenty four grand, even in the nineties. Let's look at inflation, Matt. Let's let's do a quick inflation calculator. For much of poo about nothing. Came out in 1996. So let's go. If I'm in 1996, then let's see, 24 grand. Calculate. Ah, uh, 45,000. I mean, that's still not much for a nuclear safety inspector. I mean, I guess everyone else kind of has to have their um. Uh, their master's degree, but Homer just kind of showed up. That's Homer in today's dollars would be make would have made forty five grand, which is still not really enough money to raise a the, to Three have kids. Well, to afford to afford that 
any their life. I don't like. I don't know how they like. It makes sense. I, I you know what, Matt? That makes sense if it's like season two, three of The Simpsons. You know, if that's it's true because they're always uh, struggling for money. They're always struggling. They're always worried about paying their bills. But that makes less sense when it's like season six, seven, eight, and they don't care anymore. Um, but that's that. That is how much we we saw the the net pay. So I think the only time we've ever seen Homer's paycheck, which I appreciate. I like the little fine little details. But Matt is the winner. Matt, Matt, let's hear the the the, the crowd, please. Give uh-huh. Matt. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Everyone, Matt wins again. Fifty-three to forty-six is our final tally. Um, we'll do a commentary track of Matt's choosing. At some point, I we'll have to start thinking about this. I mean, I know you won't pick something t- you you absolutely hate, Matt, because you have to watch it too. So that's exactly right. I there's there's some solace in that. Um, but we'll have a fresh start, blank slate, tabula rasa next episode when we start season twenty one. We can move on to our final segment. Segment in every single episode. With it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay, where does this go? Uh, How fast can we scroll to the bottom? I mean, it's not utterly direct. It's just kind of, it's just bad and a kind of bad, like, it's not, I don't know. It's, 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 it's bad, but kind of boringly bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we got, we have Lost Verizon. I'm looking at Lost Verizon, Matt. Lost Ooh, Verizon. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. It's very low. It's at number 375. Is this better or worse than Lost Verizon? That is the episode where they chase a bird hmm. to a different continent. I hate to say this, but I think this might be better, quite frankly, because just, ooh, that one is real stinking dumb. Mm-hmm. And Lisa acts like a moron the entire time, and so does Bart. I just... Okay. Well, we have. It. Let's see. Uh, we can we can go up to. Let's say funeral for a fiend. That's like that's about five spots higher. This is Bob uh, faking his own death to get to Bart episode. Not very good. Is that episode better or worse than this episode? Um, that's a dang good question. I think it's better. I think funeral for a fiend I, is better than this. Not I, much. I, I but would better. agree. Yeah. It's it's also a mess and doesn't make any sense. But this also this episode is a mess and doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I, as far as I remember, Funeral for the Fiend does not have any awful transphobic jokes in it. Um, uh, let's see. There's Wedding for Disaster, which is right below that. I think Wedding for a Disaster. What I think we've. That? I think we found a spot, Matt. I would put it. I would put this episode in between those two. That's just me. Waiting for, yeah, disaster. Waiting for a Disaster what? is the episode The Saw, where uh, where Homer gets kidnapped by uh, Penny and Selma, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm with you there. Yep. I think that's where I would personally have it right in between those two uh, spots. Um, is that... That's... that's Do you, you agree? Totally okay with that. Okay. So that is Coming to Homerica. A new number 370 on our list right below funeral for a fiend right above wedding for disaster and it is a new number 178 on our post golden years ranking pretty it's pretty bad season 20 did not do well i think season 20 is not gonna be our our lowest season i think there's a few episodes that prop it up that's Um, true yeah but 
season 20 was pretty bad. Um, we're not done, Matt. Not yet. Oh, okay. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I can't, I can't justify it. Uh, no, it's pointless and stupid. I hate it. Fire Thanks. the cannon! Wave goodbye. It's still good. It's still good. It's gone. Um, not part of the canon. Coming to America. Goodbye forever. We can work our way for down from the top of our list, asking the same question about all of our episodes. We are currently number 114, which is Duffless. So really, it's a it's a it's a Duffless is a good episode. And it's a very good episode. Duffless, I would never ever let it get kicked out. No, Duffless is definitely part of the canon. Um and Duffless, I will say this, Matt, and I think I've said this multiple times, Duffless should have been the beginning and end to the jokes about Homer's alcoholism. Yeah, absolutely. Because they covered it. When he needed to quit, he could. Uh, exactly. So you don't need, like, they literally make an episode, a joke about it in this episode. They make a joke about Homer's alcoholism. Just toss it aside. And every time you're just like, hey, it's not funny. I don't know what you're not doing. funny. It's just no, thank you. You're just making you're being you're making jokes about your own lazy writing, um, because it's just sad. I don't want the the main protagonist of my television show to be an alcoholic. Indeed, I don't. That's why this show is not about Barney. Um, but Duffless, yes, of course, it's part of the canon. It's very good, very good episode. Um, this shows you how deep The Simpsons is at its best. How how much how many good episodes there are, um. You can find this list at our website. Uh, this is SimpsonsShow.com. has links to everything, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, a link to, to our Patreon if you want to help out the show, help support hosting, call, help pay for hosting and support us, I should say. Um, it also has a link, and the, I think I said this list is on there. Uh, we are going to start next week, start season 21. Very exciting Ooh, new season. Yeah. yeah. Our first episode of season 21 is Homer the Whopper. What does that even mean? In this episode, Comic Guy creates a new superhero called Everyman. Homer is cast as the lead in the film adaptation, and Homer must get into shape. Oh, yeah, I remember this. This, this, is, this is not great. This episode guest stars Seth Rogen and Matt Groening as himself. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's next time. I've never seen this episode. I have no idea if it's good or not. Probably not, but we'll see. See how we feel about season 21 as it goes along. Um, that'll just about do it for us today but before we go you can find me online at uh i would say twitter i am there for now uh at robbie dorman um until they kick us off until i decide until everyone i like abandons a platform and i go to co-host or to mastodon or to pillow fort or back to tumblr i don't know i'm on ostensibly on, i will be on all social media i just don't know how active i'll be you can just go to my website, which is RobbieDorman.com, and subscribe to my newsletter. If you really want to follow what I'm doing, just subscribe to that. It's once a month. You get two free exclusive ebooks just for subscribing. You don't have to do anything else. And it gives you, I send you book recommendations and news about what I'm doing and links to every podcast I do. Like, it's everything. It's right there. Um, and if you do that, you would have already known. And you probably already do know because you heard it at the beginning of this episode. My next book is coming out very soon. Uh, it's called The Other. It's a possession story. Uh, it's The Exorcist meets 
the notebook with a battle over uh, a battle between true love and eternal evil from hell. You should go pre-order it. Pre-orders really helped me out. Um, it's a great book. I think you should go do that. And I really appreciate it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all my time prepping kittens for their for careers in the business industry. Uh, you can see these adorable little interns at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. And uh, you can see them. Uh, our current one is uh, trying to bust into the health industry. Uh, his uh, bench lifting or bench presses are truly something amazing to be held. Uh, he can bench press over twice his uh, body weight. It's, it's quite impressive. So he will be a fitness influencer in no time. And you can check him out and perhaps even adopt him. Uh, at Kitten Turns, and just probably you'll fall in love immediately because, you know, that's the way it works with him. Perhaps. Perhaps. That'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. You can watch this out. Shh.